Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her personal foundation, says they're seeing more issues than ever with dogs' joints, odors, and their health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can all look to improve our dog's health, their food. What she's discovered is that many dog foods are made in a way they can actually create toxins that could possibly be wrecking our dog's health. And that's true for many of the premium brands as well. Fortunately, she's found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how any of us can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I've got five dogs. I do. I love them. I spend most of my time with them. In fact, Mojo, my mama blue healer, has helped me write six and a half books now. I want her to be as healthy and happy as possible. So if you feel like you do about your dogs the same way I do, let me encourage you to go to badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard and watch Catherine's video right now. And again, that's badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard. Be sure and check it out and make sure your pet is happier and healthier than ever. Let's face it, friends, we live in uncertain times. Security, probably more important now than ever before. That's why it's important to keep you, your family, your property safe by working with my friends at Eufy. That's E-U-F-Y.com. Let me tell you a little bit about this new video smart lock they have. It's super cool because basically you get a three-in-one security system here. You can have everything on just one device instead of having it outside of your house look rather tacky because you got all kinds of stuff out there. It's not just about your security, but convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members, and you can see who's kind of coming and going. You got that immigrated camera, too. Uh, it's easy to install. You can set it up with just a Phillips screwdriver. You know, you don't have to go to a class on how to use power tools. No drilling required. You get keyless entry. You don't have to worry about fumbling with the keys when you're getting back with a, an armful of groceries, right? How convenient is that? That in and of itself is a great benefit. You get fingerprint recognition. It's unlocking. Got that AI self-learning chip. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You don't have to worry about the battery. It's got a rechargeable battery that can last around four months. And you get a notification before it runs out so you don't have to compromise your family security. You got passcode unlocking, remote control, 2K clear sight camera. You can see who's at your door. You see these videos online all the time. Don't you think it's time for you to set something up so you can have the peace of mind of knowing that you don't have people constantly going in and out of your property? There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee, you can have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. How cool is that? It's convenient, it's safe, it's a must-have for your home today. If you already have like a video doorbell, you know sometimes people want to come and steal your, your doorbell. You don't have to worry about with, that with this. All right, so let's be sure to visit Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y official.com forward slash video lock. And it's time for you to gain control of your door. Again, that's Eufy. E-U-F-Y. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson. A little bit later edition of the Maroon Friday Boneyard. Hope you guys are well today. Hope it was a payday for you, for you bi-weekly wage earners. That's always great. 
Christmas time is nearly here, 19 days away. Don't delay your Christmas shopping. For those of you that uh, are curious about what to get me, uh, cash. Cash is the way to go. Just walk up and hand it to me, and I'll be very grateful. So uh, a lot of things to talk about. I have been on the road the last couple of days, you know, uh, book signings earlier in the week, and uh, took a couple of days to uh, spend some time with some important people down at Pine Grove Recovery. Uh, I was there in December of 1991, and so I know what it's like to be down there and uh, away from your family. And uh, it really is a, um, you know, it, it's always a very sobering, pardon the pun, moment to be down at a place like that. But to be there during Christmas and during the holidays and being away from your family, it's really evidence of how far you've fallen. And so I try to go be an encouragement to those folks because I know what it's like. I also like to take this time to remind you that a lot of people around you this time of year is very difficult. Not that you shouldn't enjoy your Christmas because I plan to enjoy mine. But there are a lot of people out there that perhaps can't enjoy the way that we can. So I encourage you, spread a little kindness, a little Christmas cheer to everybody. It's one of the best things about this time of year. Everybody seems to be, except for those that go to Toys R Us, or, well, I guess Toys R Us is out of business now, but does go to the shopping mall and uh, get into fistfights over, uh, you know, action figures. Th those people need uh, a different life. But all that being said, a lot of kindness in the world these days. So let's make sure we add to that. I want to thank our good friends at Bulldog Burger Company. Without a doubt, the best place to break bread in the city of Starkville, Mississippi, and now Tupelo. Great, great, great place to go eat. You can have the late night nosh. You can do all kinds of great things. You can have an adult beverage there. But the most important thing is you can have a great restaurant quality hamburger right there at Bulldog Burger Company. It is wonderful. So many great options to choose from. If you just want the straight ahead hamburger, the Bulldog is the way to go. It's the classic. But if you want something maybe a little bit different, maybe you want to be a bit adventurous, let me encourage you to get the mission. Get the Pimentology. Maybe get the Bryant. Maybe get the Lauren. The Smokehouse, always a uh, you know good, good meat eaters classic there. But uh, you go find your own favorites. There's so many great options to choose from. You can have the Kale State Salad, the Sweet Heat Chicken Sandwich. It's not just a burger joint, but you know what? Hamburgers are what they do best. Two locations to serve you now. Starkville on University and Tupelo in Gloucester. Bulldog Burger Company, the place where people in Starkville and Tupelo go to meet, M-E-A-T. So, since we have been together, there have been a lot of things that have taken place. I want to preview the official visit weekend. We'll do that a little bit later in the show. Since we have been together, the men's basketball team dropped a, uh, an, you know, a, a disappointing ball game. And, uh, and, and listen, let me, I want to be as, as, uh, honest as I can be about this. I, I did not attend the game because I was in Hasburg. But these are the kind of games that we cannot afford to lose. I know, I know. It's a quality loss. It's, it's you know, it's a home game. It's one of the last home games, you know, for a couple weeks. You can't lose that ball game. You know, and, and, I, and I say that with as much love and sincerity in my heart. You know, Louisiana Tech is a 6-2 and two team. They're not a great team. I know a lot of people say, well, they're maybe a tournament team. You know what they might be. We are an SEC team expected to finish in the top half of the SEC. you got to win this game. You have to win this game. Not just because of the fact that uh, you know it helps your, your NCAA resume and that sort of things, but when you've got some fans that are kind of already on the fence, 
these types of losses are what gives people the confidence to stay home. You know, I see on social media, a lot of people say, you know what, man, I, I would love to see Humphrey Coliseum like it was, you know, 10 years ago, you know, when, uh, you know, when Rick Rowdy's and those guys kind of ran the show and, and the students were down close to the floor and everybody had on their white shirts and it was just an absolutely hostile environment for opponents. But when we lose ball games like this, we don't do ourselves any favor. We don't do ourselves the justice. Because it's a very talented team. Mississippi State is a very talented team. They're fun to watch. We didn't have a good night last night. Maybe the rust hurt us. I don't know. But these are the kinds of ball games you got to win. You have to win these games. Tyson Carter with 20 points and 37 minutes of action. Reggie Perry with 14 and 14. Reggie's living up to his end of the deal. Tyson's certainly living up to his end of the deal. This is their last year in Starkville. Abdul will do had nine points. And you, you got to think, too, you know, Abdul is not a big scoring threat for us. So when we can get close to double digits from him, he's a, he had a nine-point, eight-rebound game. You get that kind of effort from him, you got to win the game. Robert Woodard off a little bit of the pace, eight points in 28 minutes, four rebounds. Didn't get the bench scoring. That's the, that's the difference in the game. You didn't get the bench scoring. Again, not another. Again, not a great night from the free throw line. We didn't really get to the line that often. Just 12 free throws, 6 of 12. It's got to get better at that. But we didn't get the big production from the bench. And that, that's in, in the games that State has won and when State has been at its best, we've been getting great contributions from the Bulldog bench. That didn't happen. Uh, if we're going to play teams and Tyson Carter and Reggie Perry are going to be the only people scoring in double digits, it's going to be a difficult challenge. Can't lose a ball game. You just can't. You know, and listen, I know sometimes it's, it's part of competition, but Louisiana Tech had five players scoring double digit, digits last night, five. And they win the ball game 74-67. And, again, I say that just because of the fact that I, there are so many Mississippi State fans. You know, we can get on here, we can talk, you know what, hey, it's a great team. They're fun to watch. You need to get out here. They're enjoyable. And all of that is true. But when we lose games like this, and no matter what kind of team Louisiana Tech is, Mississippi State folks say, you know what? This is a middle-of-the-road team from a G5 conference. We should be able to win that ball game. And then we don't. Got to find a way to win that. The Bulldogs will be back in action on Saturday, December the 14th. Now, they'll be at the, at the Prudential Center in New York, New Jersey, take on Kansas State, and then never forget Tribute Classic. Only two games left without Nick Weatherspoon in the lineup, and that'll be the Kansas State game, and then December 18th back at Humphrey Coliseum against Radford. That should be the final game without Nick Weatherspoon. At the very least, it'll be the end of his uh, loss of eligibility. Expecting Nick to make his debut December 22nd, Sunday in Jackson, Mississippi, against New Mexico State. Almost done with that. Six and two. I, did, I didn't see this Louisiana Tech loss coming, to be honest with you. Did, didn't see that. Didn't see that one coming. Especially being having a chance to play at home. Because we played so well out in Conway, South Carolina at the, uh, you know, at the Myrtle Beach Invitational. Played really well out there. Apparently the, uh, the layoff hurt us. But it is what it is. It's behind us now. 
Got to find a way to come back from that. The Mississippi State women getting ready to play West Virginia back at Humphrey Coliseum. Been a while. It's been a while since we've seen the ladies uh, up close and personal. Now 8-1 on the year. Difficult loss last Saturday to Stanford. But uh, listen, again, a great test. A great test for the Mississippi State ladies. That Stanford team is legit. I think that it shows that this Vic Schaefer team also is legit. Play them on a neutral floor. Had a chance to, uh, you know, to win the ball game. Didn't didn't quite do it. Got behind. Had to chase the game. Late flurry. Brought us within a couple points. Stanford wins. But I think, again, you test yourself against one of the nation's elite. And you show that you're capable. So we'll be back in action this Sunday in Humphrey Coliseum against West Virginia in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. First time the ladies have been in Humphrey Coliseum since November 18th against Troy. You may have forgotten that was the 122-82 to 82 ball game where Vic Schaefer really let his team have it in the postgame about their defensive effort. He got their attention. Haven't had a lot to, um, you know, haven't had a lot, a lot of points since then, even in a defeat against Stanford, only just 67 points. So if you're in town, we encourage you to come by Humphrey Coliseum on Sunday. That's the 1 p.m. tip. Get here a little bit early. Should be decent weather. So if you have to wait online, shouldn't be too bad. Also, from the baseball front, I don't know if you guys are, are aware of this. Most of you uh, probably should be. Uh, the San Diego Padres finally trade Mississippi State Hunter Renfro. They're calling it a big blockbuster trade. You know, I don't know. But uh, he's headed to Tampa Bay. Him and Nathaniel Lowe in the same lineup, I like it. I like it. The Rays uh, trade Tommy Fan, outfielder, to the Padres, and in return get Hunter Renfro. And uh, Xavier Edwards, who is a middle infielding prospect in Class A and another minor leaguer. Uh, this is a good deal for Hunter Renfro because I think he needs to go to someone that's going to give him the long-term contract. You know, Renfro is a guy that's not getting any younger, but this, this should be the, you know, this is the, the big contract. This is the one that he should have. You know, this is the one, this is the, the career-making type deal. Hunter had a big year last year. Big year. Uh, Turns 28 next month. Had 33 home runs last year. Uh, Second among Major League Baseball outfielders with 22 defensive runs saved. That tied the the MLB high by Cody Bellinger, who won the MVP in the National League. So this is a chance for, for Hunter, you know, to move on and have an opportunity to do, uh, hopefully to sign an extension. Hunter should be moving into the prime of his career. So big deal for him. I know a lot of Bulldog fans were thinking, you know what, he needs to get out of San Diego. Well, that's happened now. That's happened. So I have uh, always felt that San Diego was one of those franchises that was not committed to winning. A lot of people think this particular trade, uh, you know, them signing many signing Manny Machado and then going out and getting Tommy Fan is a step in the right direction. I guess we'll see. My rooting interest in the Padres uh, kind of rose and fell with Hunter Renfro. 
I wanted him to do well. I'm not a big fan of uh, anything they've got going, and now that he's not there, I, I don't have to really invest any of my time and effort into them. So happy to see that that's over with. Mississippi State going to have a big recruiting weekend this weekend. Going to be a ton of people here. You know, people forget we're only two weekends away from the early signing period. State's going to run through a big list here. Let me just give you some of the names that are going to be here. Emmanuel Forbes, longtime Mississippi State commitment. Emmanuel Forbes listed uh, as 247 Sports top player in the state of Mississippi. DeCameron Richardson, that is a relatively new name on the Mississippi State recruiting radar to many fans, but he is a guy that State has been recruiting throughout the process. Recently offered him. He will take the official visit, and then uh, we'll see what happens. 6-2-176, he is a guy that can play receiver or corner on the next level. He could even grow into a free safety. I like him at corner. A lot of it's going to depend on how he grows. You know, you never know how these guys are going to react once they get into a strength and conditioning program. Some guys kind of outgrow the position because you want to move everybody down. Sometimes you sign corners to grow into safeties, and safeties are growing into linebackers. And linebackers are growing into DNs, and DNs are growing into D tackles. That's generally how it works. But uh, the Cameron Richardson's a guy with great length, kind of similar to Cam Dantzler from a body style type. And as you guys are well aware, Cam Dancer going pro. I'm going to get to some of that a little bit later. Uh, running back, Jaquavius Marks, longtime Mississippi State commitment. Jaquavius Marks has taken a, uh, you know, a, a recent interest in Florida. I expect him to, uh, to hang in there for now. You know, Marks is one of those guys, too. You know, recruiting is so wrapped around relationships. You know, this is a guy that, uh, you know, Joe Moorhead kind of targeted very early. You know, Charles Huff. Uh, you know, was a guy that was, uh, you know, on him very early. And a lot of people worried with Huff moving to Alabama that it might impact Mississippi State's recruitment of Jaquavius Marks. It, ha- it hasn't. Marks has forged a uh, pretty serious relationship with uh, Coach Terry Richardson. It's a good connection there. Uh, the Marks family have been on campus multiple times. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with Florida getting involved with him. But, uh, you know, listen, it looks like right now things are okay. I think him coming in for a visit this weekend should really kind of solidify things. Ladiatric Griffin, better known as Tulu, one of the top receiving prospects in the state of Mississippi. Very explosive player. You're going to need a year in the weight room, but he brings a real element of explosiveness to the slot receiver position. Similar to Dedrick Thomas, probably – Better quicks in the end. You know, Dedrick, one of those guys, too, that uh, great route runner out of high school. Maybe didn't have uh, the top end speed that some of his predecessors did, but very productive player here at Mississippi State. I don't know that we utilized him enough. But Tulu was in that same mold. Malik Heath visited Florida last weekend. He will be here at Mississippi State this weekend. I continue to hear that Malik Heath uh, wants to stay close to family, wants to stay close to friends, wants them to have an opportunity to share in his college experience. He also sees the opportunity to come right in and play at Mississippi State. Depth chart is wide open for a guy like him. He's a guy that can come in here and make Mississippi State a better offense. This weekend, I think, is big. I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about Malik 
I think he wanted to take some trips and kind of enjoy himself, but I, I, I still expect him to sign on with Mississippi State. Dylan Johnson, running back out of Greenville, Mississippi, St. Joe State Championship running back, Dylan Johnson. I think he is an unheralded player in the class. I really do. I don't know that he that when people talk about his value as a prospect, I think because of the fact that uh, he didn't do a ton of media early in his recruitment, that perhaps he did not get the hype he deserved. I really like him as a player. If you watch his senior film, I think you're going to look at that and say, you know, wow, this kid's got a chance to be a really good college running back. Uh, he has the ability to play other positions. State is recruiting him as a running back. State needs some young guys in that developmental pipeline at running back. I think Marks and Johnson make you feel really good about life. Rodney Gross, uh, linebacker out of Pleasant Grove, Alabama. He will be here. He used to get too very early on, really liked Mississippi State, committed to Nebraska. There was a lot of discussion about some other teams getting involved with him. Auburn was the early leader. They elected to go in a different direction. Now he's committed to Mississippi State. Mississippi State probably got to add a linebacker to this class, depending on how things shake out. But Rodney Gross is a good get. He's a good player. I don't know that I would consider him a difference maker. I don't think he's the guy that you, know, that you kind of you know feature your defensive play calling around. But I think this is a guy that will come and do a good job. I like him. You know, and, uh, you know, if, if we ran a 4-3 cover, too, he would be exactly what you're looking for. We need some outside backers. But uh, I, I like Rodney Gross as a player. You know, some, some, of the, some of the message board discussion at times, you know, it kind of centers around, you know, it's an either-or situation, you know, and I, th I think that he is kind of undervalued as a prospect in the eyes of Miss many Mississippi State fans because we do have some more immediate needs at outside linebacker. That does not mean that Gross is not a great get because I believe that he is. I really like him. Uh, Tyrus Wheat, we won't talk about difference makers. I think he is a guy that can hit the field next year and make a difference for Mississippi State. Now, we feel really good about the linebackers as starters with Errol Thompson. We expect Willie Gay to be back. I expect Tyrus Wheat to figure prominently in the rotation and then be prepared to take over as a starter in 2021. But I think that he is a guy that will come in next year, and uh, fans are going to be excited that he's on a roster. This is a guy that's a converted safety. We talked about that earlier in the show. You know, guys that kind of outgrow their position. And now you've got a guy, Tyrus Wheat, with his foot speed and his quickness and you look at his numbers and you think, there's no way a guy this big runs that well. He does. 6'2", 235, and a legit 4'5 guy. Javoria Selman's a guy, you know, he, uh, he had the big injury last year, cut his junior season short, had to kind of work back into, uh, into good shape. He's going to be here this weekend, and he has been no trouble. I know a lot of people early on when he committed to Mississippi State, people said, man, State's going to have to work hard to keep him. And uh, you know, he's rounded back into good condition. I, I think he is a guy that uh, is a bit of a developmental guy. But uh, he is one of those guys, too, that a good early get from State to kind of get the name in the paper, to get some momentum headed in the right direction. In addition to that, I think he's a good player. I think he's a guy that has an opportunity to do some good things at Mississippi State. And, again, I think he's probably a year or two away from that. But I really like him as a player. Jaden Wally, I was a guy I've seen in person. Kind of a tough night that night against uh, Picayune. 
he is another guy that I don't think uh, you know has been properly uh, evaluated by many people just because of the fact he hadn't done a lot of press. He hadn't played in a lot of these all-star games, that sort of stuff. You know, he isn't a guy that went to a lot of camps. And so he has kind of quietly flown under the radar a bit as one of the state's better athletes. A lot of attention early on from Auburn and Old Miss. All those, those schools offered. Many people expected him to go to Auburn. Then he ends up committing to Mississippi State and shuts it down. Absolutely shut it down. And again, a lot of times when guys commit, they kind of lose their hype a bit. And that seems to have been the case with Jaden because he didn't do a bunch of media stuff. He really wasn't on the uh, radar for many Mississippi State fans. And then all of a sudden you hear, okay, well, Auburn's a leader, so you don't get emotionally invested in his recruitment. And then he just kind of quietly goes about his business and commits to Mississippi State, and, and you never hear from him again. Uh, the, I, I kind of respect the way the kids handled it, to be quite honest with you. Really like him a lot. I think he's a... Uh, wide receiver. We'll see what they do with him, but I like him as a receiver. With his athleticism and his quickness and his length, he could play corner. Eager to see him back on campus. He's got a younger brother, too, that uh, is going to be prospecting next year's class. Mississippi State's already offered him. Will Rogers is a guy very early on that people were like, you know what, Steve, that guy's, uh, you know, he's from an Ole Miss family. And he's going to go to Ole Miss. Well, we haven't had a lick of trouble with Will Rogers since he committed to Mississippi State. I attribute a lot of that to the fact that the Rogers family are just really solid people. I've known Wyatt Rogers for many years. That's his dad. And uh, listen, they made a decision as a family to shut it down, and they have. Will has been Mississippi State, one of Mississippi State's best recruiters. Done a great job kind of holding this class together. Yeah, listen, when, when there were some uh, some negative headlines about Mississippi State, Will was true maroon, continued to do a good job being a leader with this class. These are the kinds of guys you win with. The guy saying, you know what, I made a commitment to a school and to a program and to a coach, and I'm going to see it through because I believe in the decision that I made. I made the right decision for myself. And I recruited others to join me, and I'm going to lead this group of guys to victory. You want that in your quarterback. Janari Dean will be here from South Panola. I believe he is one of the most underrated prospects in the country. Still three stars next to his name. Uh, Did a great job really kind of rekindling the fire at South Panola. Was their best athlete. They just put him in running back, allowed him to touch the football, and he nearly took uh, South Panola to the uh, to Jackson or to Hattiesburg, pardon me, for a state championship. Janari Dean might grow into an outside linebacker. Currently projected to play safety. I don't know that I would want him getting downhill against me. Very, very physical player. Uh, kind of a country strong player, shall we say, a guy that grew up riding horses. And you guys are probably well aware of social media video of Joe Moorhead riding the horse at Janari Dean's place. Janari Dean's the kind of guy built to play at Mississippi State. Played at Batesville, South Panola, just down the road from Ole Miss, but was never really the Ole Miss guy. A lot of Ole Miss media people have chose to discount him as a player, and you know what? That's okay. 
That's absolutely okay. They can look forward to him hoisting a golden egg many times in his career. Caleb Ducking will be here. And uh, Caleb, one of Mississippi State's most interesting commitments, didn't have a big junior year you know, in the offense that they run at Holmes Community College. You know, he uh, you know just didn't have a lot of opportunities. And then uh, he comes to Mississippi State's camp, and he does a great job in camp, runs exceptionally well, elevates exceptionally well, just does a good job. And now he's uh, headed to Mississippi State. And, you know, State gets on him pretty early. He uh, had a couple of big ball games, but uh, again, due to the offense they run, they're not very, very, very prolific passing team. Uh, his biggest game of the year came against Northwest Mississippi. Four catches, 83 yards, a couple touchdowns. But he is a developmental guy. I could see him redshirting next year, but when you begin to look at the fact that Mississippi State has so many losses at the wide receiver position, he might be in the mix to play next year. 6'5", 195 pounds, uh, unbelievable catch radius. I'm eager to see him this spring. Eager to see him this spring and see what he can do. And I'm telling you, when you see this guy in the uniform, you're going to be like, wow. Impressive. Let's see what he can do when the band's playing, though. You know what I'm saying? We've had a lot of airport All-Americans over the years, guys that look good getting off the bus. But uh, Caleb Ducking, very impressive-looking specimen. If he can figure out the football aspect of it, if he can acclimate to life and times in the SEC, that could be a real still in the class. But, again, the jury's out. Uh, Cameron Threats, a guy at Lewisburg High School from Olive Branch, another one of those guys, too, that committed very early. I remember him telling me when he got the offer from Mississippi State that his hands were shaking because it was one he really wanted. At the advice of some people that care about him, he took some time to work through the process to be sure about his commitment. He made it and has been absolutely no trouble. A lot of discussion about him possibly being a safety. I know that uh, he's being recruited pretty heavily now by Coach Terrell Buckley. Going to get his first college snaps at corner. I like him. I think that he has the change of direction that's necessary to play corner. But again, a young freshman guy, you know, and the good thing is he's got some guys in front of him like Martin Emerson and Jerry and Jones that kind of paved the way. He will not be forced into action early. I expect him to redshirt next year, and then we'll see how things go. But uh, but I do think Cameron has a lot of potential. Jevin Banks, actually one of my favorite guys in the class. Committed very, very early. And, uh, again, a lot of people kind of quit talking about him. But if you saw Olive Branch High School play this year, you saw Jevin Banks play a lot of snaps. Played both sides of the line, moved all over, filled the team need, was a leader on and off the field, worked through the recruiting process you know, with, with dignity, didn't go out there and uh, make people wonder about his allegiance. Tennessee invited him in for an official visit last weekend. They canceled the visit. He will visit Mississippi State, and the current plan is to uh, – Take just that visit and then make a move and sign on with Mississippi State. That's the plan. Now, visit Mississippi State. Don't visit anywhere next week. Sign on Mississippi State in December. That's the current plan. There were some times that he had considered signing in February, but I believe the in-home visits had probably convinced him, you know what, there's no sense in prolonging your process if you know where you're going to go. 
He's going to get to take a lot of, quote, official visits when he gets on an airplane and goes and plays road games around the country. Longtime Mississippi State commitment, Grant Jackson, also in town this weekend. Grant's another one of those guys that committed and shut it down, despite the fact that he's had several other schools kind of come at him and pursue him. He's hung in there. Grant Jackson is a uh, real blue-collar kid. This is a kid, I mean, listen, you know, call and talk to him sometimes, and, you know, he's he's bailing hay or tending to the animals or something. This is a kid that was born to go to Mississippi State. He's also a big, physical, mean offensive lineman. Now, he's going to need a year or two in the weight room, and the good thing is you've got a generation of offensive linemen from this last class that will kind of carry the weight for a little while. So Grant can redshirt a year and then kind of understudy for a year, and by the time that he's a redshirt sophomore, should be good to go. But, uh, again, you got to start stacking offensive line classes together, and I believe that's what Marcus Johnson's beginning to do. Grant Jackson, kind of an unheralded commitment, but a very good one. 6'6", 304 pounds, and he is, he is a guy that is mean as a red-headed yard dog. Definitely a guy, when you turn the tape on, you look at this guy and say, you know what, this guy gets my attention. Didn't play at a big classification. There's going to be an acclimation process that takes place. But this is a kid who grew up, you know, we're living in the country, working on the farm. He understands what hard work is about. There won't be a culture shock for a guy like him. Calvin McMilligan, another guy that I really see as a developmental guy, 6'5", 305 pounds, and he's a guy, too. He has the physical ability to be a really good player. Got to get him motivated. Got to get him in the weight room. Got to get him developed. Got to get him under the, under the tutelage of some college coaching and see how he responds. But again, this is a guy that I think has a chance to, to have a good career at Mississippi State. But again, he's going to need a couple years to get there. I think that he is a guy that uh, will benefit from being in the weight room that freshman year and, and really kind of learning to work. You know, being around – you know, guys like Charles Cross and being around Nick Pendley. I mean, and and I, I really like this next generation of Mississippi State linemen. I think those guys are a very, very talented group. I also think they're guys that enjoy imposing their will and physically dominating the men across from them. And so I think Calvin probably needs to develop a bit of a mean streak. And I think that he will get to see that pattern for him by some guys that are very talented. Trey Lawson is here. Trey Lawson of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College had a good year, really had a good year uh, for, for Gulf Coast. And uh, this is another guy, too. We talk about, okay, all right, what's going to happen with, uh, you know, the pass rush? You know, we've got some guys that are moving on, and that's this is where guys like Trey Lawson, why they're so important to this class. Very, 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 you know, important to get those guys in the class. Some real needs, to say the least, with the defensive front. Got to get some uh, some guys in here that are ready to go. Got to get some guys in here that are plug and play. Some guys that can find a role on this team and be able to contribute right out of the, right, right out of the gate. Very, very important. And I think Trey Lawson is a guy that can do that for you. And this is a guy, he was, remember, he was signed by Florida State. Heralded a guy coming out of high school. Just led Gulf Coast to a national championship. 
big part of things. Gulf Coast finished the year number one in the country, a 12 and a record. So when I begin to look at that, and I think, okay, you want to bring winners in. You want to bring in people that have had a chance to play and compete and do some big things. And that's what you get in a guy like Trey Lawson. He's another guy, too, because of his relationship with Deke Adams. Hasn't played games with recruiting. Once he committed, he stayed on board. He, he didn't cause any drama. He's done a good job. And uh, I think, you know, I think when you begin to look at this and you think, okay, what's what's what should Mississippi State fans expect? Yeah, I, I think Trey Lawson is one of those guys that uh, can be an impact guy right out of the gate, heading into the championship game. Trey Lawson, and remember, junior college stats are kind of skewed because you play so many different guys. But Trey Lawson. Five sacks, 41 tackles. Five sacks, 41 tackles. And, and Mississippi State needs some real pressure off the edge. Rarely needs some pressure off the edge. So important get in Trey Lawson. And again, I like these guys that don't play a lot of games with recruiting. Armandus Cooley is coming in. That was a good get early on. I think a lot of people undervalue him as a prospect because of the fact he plays defensive end. He will he, he will slide inside and play tackle, which is more of his natural position. But even when he played outside, he did a great job kind of bringing some heat off the edge. That's going to be different in high school, obviously, than it was that will be in SEC. But having a chance to watch him play in person, I was really impressed with his motor. And you begin to think about, okay, this guy's probably going to put on 25 pounds as a freshman uh, and probably be a 300-pounder very, very quickly. Be able to use his quickness. Great, strong hands with a guy like him, too. That's one of the things, too, that I always watch when we go. There are a lot of guys that just try to get by on being stronger. Good hand placement. Gets up there and bites for everything. Again, another guy that committed very early that, that never really wavered. I'm excited to see what he does. I think that he is an NFL potential guy. I think he is the kind of guy that will come in here and kind of work behind Fabian Lovett and Nathan Picker and those guys, earn his keep a little bit, and there will be a couple years removed between him and them. We'll probably play in his four games next year and experience the red shirt, and the next thing you know, those guys will be juniors, and he'll be a two-deeper as a redshirt freshman, and then when those guys graduate, he'll be ready to take over. I really like Armandus Cooley. I liked him a whole lot better after I went and saw him in person. It's one thing to see him walking around campus. Another thing to see him in the pads, you know, when the light's on and it's Friday night. Ray Curry Jr. will be here. Ray is a guy that Mississippi State had on uh, had, had on the radar for some time. He came in for junior day. There was a lot of discussion about him possibly committing to Mississippi State very early. He elected not to. State slow played him a bit. He jumped in the Missouri boat. Missouri, of course, going to a coaching change. I would say Ray Curry, very good candidate for a uh, flip. Very, very good candidate. Marcus Johnson has stayed on him throughout the process, and there's been some ebb and flow with that. Okay, there's you know Mississippi State hadn't always been the most dogged of recruiters when it's come to Ray. I think once he committed, you you maintain some contact, but you you move on, look at some other priorities. 
but now Ray and Mississippi State are speaking regularly. He'll be here this weekend. I don't know how you see it, but if he was my child, and I began to think, okay, these Coach Marcus Johnson, Jim Moorhead have recruited you now for the better part of two years. Maybe that's where we should go. State's going to add another offensive lineman or two to this class. Benjamin Key will be here. Listed as a strong side defensive end, he will play on the inside. Committed to Mississippi State very, very early out of East Los Angeles College. He is an Australian. He will take his official visit to Mississippi State and then get on a plane to Australia and go home for the holidays. Great relationship there between he and Deke Adams. Key has not been the least bit of an issue. He committed very early on, and State had some real needs at defensive line. He sees a chance to come right in and jump in the rotation and contribute. Very, very strong guy. You'll watch his film. You'll like him. But, again, I like the fact that we're addressing these issues now. Probably a year behind in that respect. But to be fair, the talent pool in the junior college ranks last year at defensive tackle, not very strong. As a result, we paid for it. That group had been mismanaged, okay? That's the reality. I've talked about it on the show. It's the reality of this situation. Defensive tackle, we got very, very out of balance at defensive tackle. That's why we had to play all these freshmen this year. Key comes in kind of as a stopgap guy, expected to do a good job. Eager to see him in the spring. Now, Jordan Davis is coming in. Jordan Davis, one of the top junior college players in the country, regardless of position. Jordan Davis, a former Under Armour All-American, former Alabama signee, former Tennessee commitment. This is a guy that's explosive. We talk about dipping into the junior college ranks to get difference makers, to get guys that are ready to play. This is one of them. This is Jordan Davis. There are some guys you sign and you kind of hope for the best. Jordan is a guy you sign and you expect him to kind of mature into a first or second round type draft pick. That's the kind of talent that he has. He has said on social media several times that he's really not interested in doing anything else. Really not interested in moving around, taking visits, playing games with recruiting. He said it more than once. And he really hadn't. And that was one of the concerns when he committed. People were like, well, you know, he signed with Alabama. He was committed to Tennessee. I mean, this kid's all over the place. But since he's committed to Mississippi State, he just stayed the course. So we're excited to kind of see what happens in that respect. Excited to see what he does. Now, a couple other guys that uh, are coming in this weekend, need to be somewhat aware of, is uh, Eli Acker. Ole Miss commitment from Heritage Academy. Expected for him to come in this weekend. Now, my honest opinion is that I, I expect Eli Acker to sign with Ole Miss. There are like there are some kids that would go to Ole Miss or Mississippi State, no matter who the coach was, because they grew up on that side of the rivalry. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And of course, it's Eli Acker probably in his best interest to kind of at least see what Mississippi State has to say because you never know what's going to happen at Ole Miss. Let's say, for an example, a new coach comes in and says, you know what, I don't really like that kid, and they drop him. But I believe if Ole Miss continues to recruit Eli Acker, that uh, that's where he'll sign. 
but uh, we'll see him on, on campus this weekend. Virginia Tech commitment Daryl Bailey uh, out of out of Tennessee. He's a guy that State was on a little bit early. He's another guy that uh, will be in this weekend. We'll see what happens there. Been a lot of situations, you know, where these coaching changes kind of yield some good players for somebody else. Grad transfer candidate Brandon Ruiz, who is a uh, kicker at Arizona State, will also be here. He has two years of eligibility remaining. Former starting kicker at Arizona State. That's probably news to your to your ears. Jace Christmas done a good job for us, but you know Jace is going to move on at some point. So that's where we are with all of that. So that's your recruiting visits. Now, here is our plan over at Gene's page 247. Paul Jones and I uh, will work together to ensure that you guys get the latest information. So if there are any commitments, we'll have that up first. And then we'll uh, we'll kind of filter the rest of the visit stories out throughout the week. We're not going to put up all, you know, 24, 25 stories in one day for you. We'll space that out. But the breaking news will come first. Robbie Falk will cover the uh, – the women's basketball game at one while Paul and I are running these visitors down, and then we'll see how things kind of develop from there. I want to remind you, too, you you have friends at Campus Bookmart. I love the folks at Campus Bookmart. They treat me well. Uh, it's been a great experience with them. And if you're looking for maroon and white clothing, there's no better place. Campus Bookmart. And, Mom, let me go ahead and speak on behalf of Dad and all the kids. Everybody wants new Mississippi State clothing for Christmas. Everybody wants it. You can go ahead and save yourself a lot of trouble, a lot of time, a lot of effort. Go ahead and visit them on campus or go to campusbookmark.net. And by being a loyal Bondyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays. That's BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. And that'll get you free shipping on all orders over $50. Any order less than 50 bucks, absolutely incomplete. And mom, go ahead and get yourself that new fleece. Go ahead and get yourself some new maroon and white merchandise because you know what? As much as we love you, we dads are going to mess it up. We're going we're gonna to get you some great stuff, but we're probably not going to think of everything. So go ahead and treat yourself a little bit. You decorated the house. You decorated the tree. You put up with a lot of nonsense. You make that apple cider for us. I think you deserve some Mississippi State clothing. So go ahead and take care of that for yourself, too. So uh, I am going to be out and about a good bit, as you guys are aware. You know, the uh, I've got on Saturday, Tupelo, Barnes & Noble, 3 to 6. And uh, you guys know Tupelo, Mississippi is a very important place to me. We did combines there for 10 years. Got a great relationship with all the folks at Tupelo High School. It's been, it's been a great, great experience. And I've got so many great friends over there, uh, so many people that have been so kind to me over the years. And so going to Tupelo is always important to me. It's one of the reasons we, did, uh, the, the, we kicked off the book tour in Tupelo at uh, Celebration Village. As a, as a, you know, I guess kind of as a favor to the folks in Tupelo. So I'm going to be back, 3 to 6, Barnes & Noble. Please come out, say hello. Come by, get a book, take a picture. Let's talk about the Egg Bowl. We had a great signing there with Flim Flam. But if you can't make it out, you can go order the book at StarkVillainsTheBook.com and uh, we'll get you a personalized copy out. I'm, they're having me sign books pretty much every day or every other day and getting those right out of the mail. So... Uh, it's not. There's no delay, so there's still time to get that in uh, your order between now and Christmas. Now that said, we have seen a real spike in orders over the course of the last couple of weeks, and uh, I can't guarantee you if you wait to December 20th that you're going to be able to get a book by Christmas. I, I can't make that guarantee to you. 
we uh, we had a we've had a great week though. I tell you, it's been uh, it's been so wonderful. Monday I was in Hattiesburg for uh, the, the signing at Main Street Books, and uh, we won the Egg Bowl book signing between us and the Ole Miss book. It was not close. And then on Tuesday, spent some time in Philadelphia. One of the biggest signings of the book tour. I mean, it was tremendous. The folks at Stribble's Pharmacy, what wonderful people. And so many great Bulldogs turned out in Neshoba County and came and was a part of that. I was blown away. I didn't know what to expect. And then we were at the, uh, the Bulldog Shop in Meridian on Wednesday. Again, big, big day. I want to thank the fine folks at WTOK for featuring me and Stark Billings on the uh, Country Road 11 segment. Uh, that's on my Facebook, and you can find it on the WTOK website if you'd like to see that. Uh, you guys sure know how to make an old boy from South Mississippi feel special. We had a great day in Meridian, and uh, so many people turned out. Some of, some of my Facebook friends that I've never met before, <laughs> you know how that works, uh, they turned out and came and said hello, and I'll tell you, it was great. It was a great experience. They, now, at every one of those locations, at Main Street Books in Hattiesburg, at Stribling Pharmacy in Philadelphia, and at the Extension Center, the Bulldog Shop in Meridian, uh, with their signed copies there. So if you couldn't make the signing, you can go by and pick up a signed copy today. And then on Saturday, of course, I'm going to be in Tupelo, and uh, you can come by and get a personalized copy. It's, uh, it's, it's been so much fun. And every time I turn around, there's somebody sending me reviews every single day about how much they're enjoying the book. Uh, and that means more to me than I can possibly explain. There are so many people that have been so incredibly kind to me. And I told you guys for months, I couldn't wait for you guys to get your hands on this book and on these stories. And I've got other people that have reached out. You know, now that I've signed the contract for Stark Villains 2, people are saying, you know what, Steve, I've got a great story. I've got a great, my, my uncle played at Mississippi State. He's got a great story. You know, Steve, my granddad was part of this big moment of Mississippi State. I want to document all of that. I want all of those stories to be captured for future generations. And one of the best parts of this whole process has been the students. You know, students, I love you. I got two of my own among your number. And uh, they come up to me and they say, you know what, Steve? I didn't know any of that stuff. I'm so glad you wrote this book. I, I've enjoyed getting to know about Mississippi State history. I was sharing some uh, some windshield time with my friend J.H. this last couple of days. And uh, we talked a little bit about the book. And I said, you know, I'm going to write about the Alan McKean story. I'm going to make sure that our people understand, you know, what, what a blemish that really was on our football history, what a mistake we made. But I'm going to get the actual documentation from it and not just opine about it all. I'm going to write it. And uh, I think those stories need to be captured for everybody. I think all of the Bulldog Nation needs to celebrate where we've come from and what we're experiencing now. Looking forward to some great years ahead. This weekend, with these official visitors coming in, this is kind of laying the groundwork for some bigger days ahead. We feel good about the recruiting class, but we got to add a few more guys to it. we got to make a couple of adjustments. We've got some big things coming. But, you know, the future Bulldogs this weekend, this is going to pretty much be kind of like the first team meeting. There are a lot of these guys that will meet each other for the first time. They will look back on this one day and say, you know, remember we took our official visit, how much fun we had. And so this weekend is kind of a celebration of Mississippi State football. And the guys that we're going to be cheering for over the course of the next two to four years will be on campus. And they're going to be, you know, treated to some of the best hospitality they could possibly find. And so we will recapture, we'll do our best, pardon me, to capture and recount all of that as best we can in the coming days. Uh, these are big days. 
these are big days that happen kind of behind the scenes in the eyes of many fans. And so we're going to do our best to kind of pull the curtain back a little bit and let you know, you know kind of how things went. Most of these guys already committed to Mississippi State, and I think it's interesting that you bring in some other guys with the commitment so they can kind of aid in the recruiting efforts. On Monday, we're going to take an inventory. They've kind of worked things stand. What's left in the class? Maybe we pick up a commitment or two this weekend, and there's not a lot left. But so on Monday, we'll take an assessment of where we are. We'll look back at the uh, women's basketball game and just kind of see where things stand and begin to kind of push ahead. And a lot of people have a lot of interest in the, uh, you know, the uh, the coaching search up the road there. And I'll be honest with you, I don't really have any insight to offer in that respect because I've kind of had my head now worrying about my own stuff for a while. Uh, but this is, again, you know, it's going to be interesting. No matter who they hire, especially if they go outside of the family, which is appears to be what they're expected to do, uh, there's going to be some ebb and flow in the recruiting process, and Mississippi State could benefit from that. Anytime there is a coaching change, even if it is for the betterment of the program, there is always changes in your recruiting class, always. That is the reality of the recruiting process. And so fortunately for Mississippi State folks, we're not having to look at that sort of stuff. That's not our problem. That's their problem. And as you guys are well aware, they've had uh, you know several decommitments since they announced Matt Luke would not return. But for now, Mississippi State can kind of stay out of the headlines and kind of work diligently behind the scenes to finalize this recruiting class, put some signatures to bed here in the coming couple of weeks, and uh, you know, pretty much not have to scurry and scamper around like uh, Ole Miss may have to do to kind of put their class back together. But again, not our problems, not our circus. Looking forward to being back with you guys on Monday. Enjoy your weekend and enjoy Championship Saturday around the country in college football. These are great weekends, and hopefully sometime soon we'll be able to participate in that. But until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we make more friends and enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.